This is Workers' Comp Matters, hosted by attorney Alan S. Pierce, the only legal talk network program that focuses entirely on the people and the law in workers' compensation cases. Nationally recognized trial attorney, expert, and author, Alan S. Pierce is a leader committed to making a difference when workers' comp matters. Welcome to another edition of Legal Talk Network and Workers' Comp Matters. My name is Judd Pierce, and I'm an attorney at Pierce Pierce Napolitano in Salem, Massachusetts. And today we have uh, our guest, Jamie Purinton. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Judd. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome to hear from you. And a uh, quick word from our sponsor, PINow.com. Find a local qualified private investigator anywhere in the United States. Visit PINow.com to learn more. Today, we wanted to bring you all a, a different episode, not so much law-oriented, but so very necessary for all our daily lives, our business practices, our teamwork, the people that we work with closely every day. And Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and, and how uh, you play a role in that. Yeah, happy to. Um, so my name is Jamie Perrington, as Judd said. So I'm a consultant as well as an executive coach. I do both areas and I work in a lot of different industries with lots of different people, cultures, lots of organizational culture work uh, is involved in consulting that I do, which is really focused on organization development. My job, I would say at the end of the day, is really to help leaders in any kind of an organization make organizational improvements and professional improvements. So whether that's through individuals, through teams, or just strategically for the long term. Do lawyers need coaching and consulting? I mean, have you uh, any experience with, with the law firms and our type? <laughs> I do. I know your type well, Judd. <laughs> uh, I actually do coach uh, a number of lawyers, and I have in the past as well. The way that I'll answer that question is <laughs> lawyers, like all humans, <laughs> need help seeing themselves objectively. Everyone can always use a sounding board, feedback from somebody who's objective, uh, and someone to help them see things a little bit differently than they do today. So different perspectives on not just themselves, but the world around them. What coaching does is it really helps individuals to gain self-awareness and to drive change wherever it is that they feel like they need change. Ultimately, you know, you want to lead your most intentional life. And a great way to do that is to process with somebody who doesn't necessarily know you incredibly well, like your family members or, or somebody that you work with on a daily basis. And so coaching really is about helping lawyers or otherwise <laughs> humans to really see things a little bit more clearly and to, to create a path for themselves. Hmm. That's so interesting. I mean, what issues have you found that might our specific industry might face and where one would benefit from having a coach? So, Judd, I would say in law, as well as in a lot of other industries, but lawyers in particular have a tough time with balance. And balance can mean something different for each individual person. And so a lot of times the term work-life balance is used to explain work is when you're doing work, whether you're at home or at work doing it, including your commute time. And then home is everything outside of work. And for some people, they want an imbalance and so finding the right balance for you that makes you happy uh, is really something that I work on most, I would say, most often with, with lawyers in general. You know, in addition to that, I would say lawyers face the inevitable challenge of working hard day in and day out to make clients happy and to get them what they need. It's a highly deadline-driven industry. 
you know, the legal system isn't providing flexibility for attorneys to do things on their own schedule. And so finding that balance is sometimes really hard. So making sure that you are intentional about when you, where you spend your time uh, is, is something that's sometimes overlooked in people who are working really long hours. And ultimately, that could lead to burnout, which is not something we want to really experience. Yeah, I mean, certainly this year, 2020 that we're in right now has posed a lot of challenges to us in terms of the work-home division. And there really has been now a blurred space where people are working from their homes more and more. They need more and more technology. And that's prompted a lot of uh, difficulty, especially in sort of old, older mindset firms that just don't have that running yet. What types of change could we implement to help us get through these times that may be with us for a while now? Yeah. What kinds of change can you implement? Uh, You know, I think I I would answer this question by saying it's really individual. So creating some sort of space that you feel like you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your work, and that you're moderating well between those things. You're right, right now it's so challenging during a pandemic where people are in their houses very often trying to balance their family that's in one room over but on a Zoom call with a client or with a with a somebody who that they're who they're trying to work with. Having that ability to block one out while you're doing the other, it's way harder than it ever was before when you're sitting in your office all day long. So being able to create some sort of structure in your life and in your world where you're working at certain times, you're with your family at certain times, you're taking care of yourself at certain times. That's the piece that I would say a lot of people are missing right now. It's that self-care, thinking about, well, what do I need and what do I want? So many of us are focused on taking care of everybody else in your industry. Uh, You're taking care of your clients, right? Everything is facing outward. When do you take that time to think about yourself, your needs, and and what's going to drive you and re-energize you at the end of the day? Oftentimes in coaching conversations, that's what we're going to talk about is, you know, how do you take care of yourself while taking care of everything else that needs that needs to be managed in your life? And also managing and, and taking care of your employees, people who work with you and, and making sure that their minds are and, and health are paramount. What types of things and, and can it be difficult to to listen not only from management, but from employees perspectives and trying to blend that ba- perfect balance in the workplace? Uh, what types of things can can lawyers do to help facilitate a better work-life balance for their staff? The best thing you can do is model that behavior. Mm. At the end of the day, they're looking to you to say, it, it's not unlike you know your kids at home, your employees at work are looking to you to say, am I gonna work until midnight or am I going to go home and try to have some sort of boundaries? So modeling the behavior that you feel is helpful Uh, for people right now is really important. You've got deadlines and you've got to drive hard and you've got to get your work done, but you're not that productive after you've expended all of your energy. Uh, You are going to make mistakes. You are going to do things a little bit more poorly if you are burning the midnight oil every single day. So, you know, the reality is you have to model what it is that you want your staff to do. And if you want them to be productive, you have to be productive in the same way. And so mm. we're being productive right now, especially, is not just plowing ahead. It's recharging. It's taking moments for yourself. It's thinking about what what's going to make you happy. This idea of recharging is new to a lot of people, but it's it's when you fill your reserves. It's when you build resiliency. And so taking some time to yourself, for some people, it's reading a book. 
For other people, it's going for a run. For other people, it's spending time with friends. For other people, it's just sitting down and watching the news, right? But decompressing is extraordinarily important right now. It's self-care, but it's also, you know, it's something that feels a little bit enjoyable. Hmm. There's a level of calmness that I get from just hearing your voice and listening to your, you know, perspective and experience that, and that it's just been 10 minutes with you. So I, <laughs> I guess my question is, how long does this process typically take? Because I'm already feeling more energized and resourceful in just our talk together. I mean, how long does this process take in a typical study or firm environment for you and them? So what what you're referring to is really the coaching environment or the coaching engagement. So how long does that take? So what I generally will do with clients is we will have a regular conversation. So that might be every other week or so. And more often than not, it's it's six six months or so. It could be longer. Some clients really like to go longer because it really embeds new habits and new behaviors into their daily life. But we have hour-long conversations. And in coaching, the beauty of coaching is that I'm asking questions as an impartial person in your life. You can tell me a little bit about what you want, and I'm going to help ask those questions to, to get you to dive a little bit deeper into why and what do you want to do to get there? And can you take some steps to get there? Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, my job is to help you figure out a plan to get there. I'm not taking the action for you because then you wouldn't own it, right? And I'm not actually living your life. You are. So with coaching, we can have an hour-long conversation and tackle a few different topics. And you, at the end of the conversation, often do feel energized. You feel like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to move toward my goals. I'm going to think about those things that came up. I'm going to think about the things that came up that I didn't realize were on my mind. And so in coaching, it's really about meeting somebody where they are at the time and exploring those those thoughts that they're having. That's interesting because change is so hard for people. And I think we're reluctant to want to change. Do you find yourself sometimes having to convince people that what's going on with them and their business right now isn't working and, and pointing that out and for the light to dawn on Marblehead, so to speak? Uh, or, do, or, or do people not want to share that because it implies a weakness or something in in their person that they don't want to admit out loud. I mean, how do, you, how do you adjust to that? The job of the coach is not to tell people what the situation is. The job of the coach is to help that person figure it out themselves. Mm. And so, you know, if you're trying to figure out if your current situation is working for you, I'm going to explore those, those thoughts that you have. I'm going to explore the possibilities that you might have outside of what the current state is. And I'm going to let you figure it out. So mm. again, it goes back to that ownership. You know, I want you to own your possibilities and I want you to own your change. And so my job is to steer you in that direction and then to maybe at times hold you accountable to do things you say you're going to do. But my job isn't to advise. It's, it's actually to help you get there. Well, before we move on, we're going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Does your law firm need an investigator for a background check, civil investigation, or other type of investigation? PINow.com is a -a one-of-a-kind resource for locating investigators anywhere in the U.S. and worldwide. The professionals listed on PINow understand the legal constraints of an investigation, are up-to-date on the latest technology, and have extensive experience in many types of investigation, including workers' compensation and surveillance. Find a pre-screened private investigator today. 
visit www.pinow.com. All right. And we're back with uh, our special guest today, Jamie Purinton. Before the break, we left off at the idea that you are there to help guide a lawyer, an executive, a manager to better business practices, better personal habits. But you're not there to say, I see deficits here and here. You should change that, right? So take, for example, a boss that is perhaps a little testy, can fly off the handle. Deadlines are getting to to him or her. You've seen that. You've heard that from employees in the office. And you have to have that perhaps difficult conversation about the perception that 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 they're generating. How do you how do you go about having that conversation? And 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 are folks receptive to wanting to modify? Yeah, the, you're asking about the secret sauce behind coaching. How do we get people? To- yeah, what's the history of your industry? How how has this evolved? Well, so those are definitely two different questions. So I'll answer your first one first, and that is, uh, how do I have a conversation with somebody when? there clearly needs to be a conversation where they are becoming more self-aware and and need to have some sort of enlightenment about how they're coming off to people and how they're impacting others. One thing that we do in coaching is we'll do self-assessments and we'll do 360-degree assessments where we talk to people who work in relation to that person at different levels. So people who work for them, people who are their peers, uh, and then people who they work for as well. Uh, And we get we get insight. I mean, feedback is the most helpful information that you can get to enact change or to, to or to even understand that you need to do things a little bit differently. So that's one one approach is, is doing 360 feedback. Another one is asking that person, you know, where how do you think the way that things are going right now are impacting other people? Are there things that you feel like you could do differently or better? More often than not, people have very few blind spots. They might have some, but they have few. So more often than not, people actually realize what they're doing is just a matter of changing that behavior or stopping it before it actually happens. And so uh, creating that self-awareness in somebody is extraordinarily helpful. You do that by asking a lot of questions, but also by getting that feedback from other people that they work with and finding out that impact that they're having Mm. uh, on folks. And so that's an incredibly useful tool uh, feedback is an incredibly useful tool in in helping somebody to see what's working and what's not working. To answer your second question <laughs> about the industry, so uh, you know, interestingly, you'll notice that coaching actually is the same word as coaching, <laughs> uh, which is used in sports. And so, you know, as far as understanding the history of it, I think probably very few people other than lawyers would actually be interested in the research behind how it came to be. However, I will answer that question. (laughs) So, you know, at the end of the day, coaching has been happening for centuries. People engage with others to help them learn about process and take action in areas where they want to succeed. And so coaching is best known in sports, where a person who has vast knowledge of the sport provides the team and individual's direction. And so a sports coach was and is responsible for pushing team members to perform at the highest possible level. An executive coach works with employees and organizations, and the concept's similar. However, the executive coach doesn't have to be a subject matter expert in your field in order to, put, to help you process ideas and take action. So in fact, I mean, I would, one might argue actually that there's potential for bias if the executive coach does understand the intricacies of the business or if they know the person very well. 
at the beginning of a relationship. Obviously, they'll get to know them at the end. And so coaching really is, it, it started as that, you know, thinking about team sports and how do people come along. And these days, executive coaching, it's defined by the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation, as a partnership with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. Hmm. So you can see how all these things have, how coaching as a, a sport leader has come along uh, and, and works similarly with managers, leaders, executives. In Boston, we've been fortunate to have some great sports teams over the last couple of decades. And we have some very different coaches to thank for that. You know, on the one hand, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know about the Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, six world championships. And he's a no-nonsense, like, you know, just the facts, ma'am, kind of person. And then you have maybe perhaps another coach, younger, Brad Stevens for the Celtics or some of the younger MLB coaches who are a little bit more player, you know, understanding and, 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 and friendly with the players and get them on their where they live because they're perhaps closer in age. Do you find that in your coaching experience that if there is a large age discrepancy or differences in terms of culture and, and bring brought up in enough, another generation that things can go a little bit sideways if, unless people are on the same sort of vernacular with one another? So between a coachee and a coach, you mean? Mm. No, I, I actually think the the greater difference between people, the easier it is to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes, or, well, should I say, a coach's job is to be objective. And when I start a coaching engagement, I need to be objective. And all the way through, I need to be objective. So I need to be able to listen and understand what the coachee is talking to me about and what they're saying. All of it, the, the tacit, the implicit, I need to hear it all and I need to see it all. I want to understand who they are without assuming anything, without judging uh, based on their background or, or what they're bringing to the table. And so age, race, culture, none of that stuff really should matter in coaching hmm. because my job is to listen and pay attention to what the person is saying and what they are expressing and where they want to go. It's not my job to be judgmental. But it's not my job. How about this question? Do you find your do you find in your experience that diversity is helpful in the workplace whereby if people are of different ages, backgrounds, cultures, ethnicities, that leads itself to a more productive place because it like you said it's easier to talk with others who might not be like you sometimes and that's kind of against what a lot of people are, are saying out there in, in, in the news, you know, that it's actually easier and more interesting to talk and, and work with people of, a, of different backgrounds and such. Oh, 100%. Different perspectives, differing perspectives, different cultures, people coming together and listening and understanding others is how you grow. It's how you understand your world, actually, mm. and other perspectives that come in help you to understand your perspective, but also helps you to maybe open up your perspective as well. So I mean, diversity in an organization, <laughs> I think is probably more important in some ways than technical skills, because you've got to listen to different perspectives. You have to hear things from different places. You can learn technical skills. You can learn how to do your job better, technical aspects of it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to learn how to work with people better. It's a lot harder to try to listen to people and hear different perspectives. You have to do a lot more work for that but you're going to get a lot more out of it. 
I think you're getting to my next question already, but what, what is it um, that you like about what you do? Tell us a few things that really inspire you about your help with others. I love what I do. I can't imagine a job that's more interesting and rewarding. My job is to help people, help them to move in some way or another. If it's their, they're stuck in their personal life, if they're stuck at work, if they're stuck in their career and they want to go somewhere differently, if they have a tough relationship with their boss, you know, I can work with them through that and help them to move. And so there's nothing more rewarding than that, you know, helping people. I mean, we help people in our lives every day, right? And so I get to do this over an extended period of time. And at the end of a engagement, a six-month engagement, typically somebody has changed in some way that they are happy about. And so my work's extremely rewarding intrinsically, uh, but it also it gives somebody else the support they need to make some movement. Your organization is, is called, and make sure I get this right, Blue Sky Organization Development Coaching and Consulting. BlueSkyODConsulting.com is your website if people want to go and find out some more about you and, and what you do. Do you work with people outside of the Boston, Massachusetts area? Will you work with people in other states and time zones? Absolutely. Different countries. We're on many continents. Oh, wow. Absolutely. You know, and the, the nice thing about coaching is that it's incredibly flexible. Most of the work is done. It could be face-to-face, -face, but right now everything's through Zoom. So I think a lot of people are finding that uh, that works just as well as meeting mm -hmm. in an office uh, and taking a lot more time to actually meet in a physical space. So it's a lot more flexible. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter where somebody is. I've, I've got a client right now who's um, in Spain. Uh, I've got other clients in, in England. And yeah, it doesn't Culture, like I said earlier, culture, uh, nationality, all of that stuff actually adds a little bit of richness to the conversation. Certainly doesn't impact it negatively. Sometimes there will be a learning curve on my end to understand the culture, and, and that's work that I could do uh, on the back end, you know, or I can just ask questions to understand a little bit more. But I can still be objective and I can still help somebody. That's great. Workers' comp lawyers, which is our sort of target area, we deal with a lot of hard stories clients coming uh, to us with lots of different problems, injuries. And we really need to have a semblance of service and, and smooth running to not worry about the day-to-day, -day, but to address our clients' needs. So maybe just a tip or two tips that we can take away today in terms of how best we can conquer our chosen profession by providing the care and service to our clients and not having to worry constantly about the day-to-day. -day. How can we balance that for ourselves? I guess other than hire a coach, your wife will thank you, your clients <laughs> will thank you. <laughs> um, other than that, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, when you're in a business where you deal with a lot of intensity, which you do, um, you have clients who you want to serve incredibly well, there's significant stress, you often neglect your own needs. And I know this said, I said this earlier, but uh, the more balanced you can be, and again, balance looks different for everybody, but the more balanced you can be, the more self-assured you are, and the calmer you are, the better you're going to serve your clients and the more likely you are to give them what they need in order to feel okay about where they are. One tip I can give workers' comp lawyers, uh, don't forget to take care of yourself. Don't forget to take care of your life 
that's outside of your work because your clients are going to be better served if you are a well-rounded person who actually does invest in their own self. No, that's very helpful. And I think communication is a large part of our jobs too. I noticed on your website that you offer public speaking assistance, right? And and that would probably be such a focal point for, for all of us lawyers out there who want help in the courtroom, but also want help in the walls of our offices or homes or wherever we practice. Yeah. Yeah. Public speaking, communication, uh, interestingly, and public speaking goes in the realm of communications, but public speaking is really hard and it's really nerve wracking and it's really stress inducing. Uh, so there definitely are some tactics that could be helpful in in managing to get to a point where you're communicating effectively and also uh, making sure that you're succinct and to the point uh, when you're doing public speaking in general. But communication, Judd, is the center of pretty much, I would say 90% of all of the challenges that people have at work. Sometimes at home too, <laughs> uh, maybe not quite 90%. Um, but at work, a lot of times the issue that the issues that come up are about communication challenges, whether it's with a boss, whether it's on a team, whether it's in a meeting, it's all communication, right? We're doing that all day long. And so the more you can be intentional about your communication, thoughtful about thinking before you speak and making sure that you understand your audience. So reading the room and reading somebody's body language, their facial expressions, the more you can be in touch with what somebody else needs, the better you're going to be at communicating with them. And mm. that goes no matter what industry you work in, no matter where you live, no matter what culture you work within. Um, all of communication is probably the key to successful relationships with people and mm -hmm. also in some ways success in, in your career can be predicated on great communication. Yeah, we had a guest on uh, last month that talked about uh, the superpower and finding the superpower in the person you're dealing with. And and people respond and, and, and can move. And if your objective is to move people, um, what better way than to show them that you, you love them, right? And that you admire what their superpower or superpowers may be and let them know that, right? I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a great it's a great tip. That's a great to find somebody's superpower when you're frustrated with them. Uh, when you're having that moment of I, I'm, I'm, my ears are burning and I feel my blood pressure rising. If you could pause for two seconds mm -hmm. and think, all right, what, what is great about this person right in front of me? I'm frustrated as I could be with them, but what is great about them? You will immediately diffuse that frustration, you will immediately be able to have a, ration, a more, much more rational conversation. So I love that perspective. And, and the, the pause is really important. So not just pausing to take care of yourself, pausing to take care of the people you love, not just pausing for those things, but pausing before you speak, pausing before you mm. react. All of those things are going to be really helpful, again, in managing your relationships with people uh, and helping them to understand you and helping to understand them as well and their perspectives. Yeah. Well, this is an incredible talk. Uh, I wish we could go longer, but please, I invite all our listeners here to, to check out this website, really. I think you're going to find a lot of helpful information and hopefully end up contacting Jamie and, and getting, getting the resources that you really need to, to lead a better law firm and better life. BlueSkyODConsulting.com. Jamie, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for, for being on. Chad, it's great to talk to you, and uh, I hope I'll see you around sometime soon. 
Will do. Definitely walking our dogs. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, take care, everyone. A special thank you to Legal Talk Network and our sponsor, PINow.com. And for those of you listening, please tune in to our next show and go out and make it a day that matters. Thanks for listening to Workers' Cop Matters today on the Legal Talk Network, hosted by attorney Alan S. Pierce, where we try to make a difference in workers' comp legal cases for people injured at work. Be sure to listen to other Workers' Comp Matters shows on the Legal Talk Network, your only choice for legal talk. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.